0: I'm Sherry. And I'm Fran. Welcome to Modern Widow Podcast. Fran, we are continuing to move forward to the eighth week of the new year with another great show planned for our listeners. And do you realize that we are now less than a month away from spring? Thank God. (laughs) You're right. Oh, We are doing... And it's just us episode, and we're going to talk about whatever comes up. But before we start our It's Just Us episode, Fran, you know what time it is.
1: I do, but the listeners need to know that we've both really really long days and we're we're feeling a, feel a little bouncy here. So please excuse us. We're trying to stay away. <laughs> Yes, and yes we, are re-
0: we are recording this a little late in the evening. So, Fran, what time is it? Bedtime. It
1: is now time. <laughs> <laughs> it is now time for Weekend Shenanigans events. This late night broadcast is in itself a new event. <laughs> yes. Anyway, uh, back, back to the script. <laughs> um, my. <laughs> My notable events actually involve some shenanigans during my trip to Arizona uh, last week and the week before. Most notably, the Waste Management Phoenix Open golf tournament. Now, if you're a golf fan, you're familiar with this tournament, which is nicknamed the People's Tournament or the Greatest Show on Grass. Due to COVID, last year's tournament featured no fans, so they really rolled out the red carpet for fans this year. My guy is a Navy veteran, and the treatment he and I received was extra special. There's a military philanthropic group called the Thunderbirds, and they sponsored the Patriots Outpost on the 18th tee box. It allowed us free admission to the tournament on as many days as we wanted. And then another group called Birdies for the Brave, which was established by golfer Phil Mickelson and his wife, Provided food and beverages at the outpost. And I got to tell you, Cher, seeing the veterans who are served in all the wars, it just really touched my heart. And then on Saturday of the tournament, we were at the tournament. There was a hole in one on the 16th hole, which, again, if you're familiar with the course, is pure insanity. Golfers get cheered for good shots. And they get jeered for bad ones. But the players know it's all good natured. Now on Sunday, the final day of the tournament, we were privileged to have VIP seats in the skybox on the 16th. And believe it or not, we got to witness another hole in one. And as they say, Cher, the place went wild. It was so loud, you couldn't hear yourself think. And then the water bottle beer cans started raining down. It was one of the craziest scenes you can ever witness.
0: Wow. That's all I can say about everything. About the veterans, about the first hole-in-one, and about the second hole-in-one. So three wows for that story. Yes. Fran, I'm going to talk about a very special event, too. Listeners, Fran and I just happened to both be in Arizona on vacation at the same time. So we met up on her official birthday and we celebrated Fran. I absolutely love celebrating my wonderful friend. So once again, Fran, happy happy birthday. Yoohoo. Uh-oh. <laughs> you Are can say so. Yeah, can't you hear me? Oh, okay. I went
1: to sleep.
0: (laughs) (laughs) She fell asleep on the audience. Okay, so this was what was so interesting (laughs) about this particular luncheon. We were in Cave Creek, Arizona. We were listing some of the restaurants, and the horny toad restaurant happened to be mentioned. And I said, I was at the horny toad restaurant in the 80s. I just couldn't believe that I was at the same spot because I did not remember ever being in Cave Creek, Arizona. So that was a nice little reminiscing thought.
1: <laughs> well, and and it was it was so how strange, uh, like coincidence or, or or whatever that we just happened to be in Arizona at the same time, and we weren't that far apart, traveling up to another area, and you just came through where we were, and we all, all uh, you and your sister in law, and my fella, and I, we had lunch at one of the uh, staples in Cave Creek. It's called Harold's. It was just such a coincidence that, you know, we're thousands of miles away and we still got to meet up.
0: Yes. And it was an absolutely delightful luncheon and afternoon spending that with you, Fran. So, once again, happy birthday. Now it's just... You and us time, Fran. And I had, and it's always something, incident recently. I was boarding the plane to fly home from Arizona, and I received an emergency text message regarding my alarm system stating communication failure. Now, I'm on the plane, so I quickly called my neighbor before the plane took off, who has a key to my house, and I asked him to run over and see if everything was okay. He did. And everything was okay, but I kept getting these text messages on my phone. I got one on Saturday, one on Sunday, three times on Monday. And it was saying communication failure, no communication, communication lost. So I get home and I turn my pump well water back on and plug in my hot water heater, which once again doesn't work. I could not get that reset button to reset no matter what I tried. And I even took a screwdriver to it. Plus my thermostat was reading Uh system fault. Although I had heat listeners, I am not a mechanical genius. And I did everything that I was told to do by my plumbing and heating guys to get this stuff started back up and running, but still no hot water. Plus I still have the alarm, no communication Texas coming at me. So on Monday, I called the heating and cooling guys and they came out to see what was going on. Let's take the furnace issue first. The system fault issue was because (laughs) my alarm system wasn't working. So I had to have a new alarm system installed. Okay, that wasn't my fault. Now, let's move on to the hot water heater. For some reason, the breaker switch to the hot water heater tripped and was off. Now, I did not think to check that because why would I? The heating and cooling guy flipped on the switch and I had hot water again. I decided to mark the water pump and the hot water heater breaker switches with bright red nail polish. So I know exactly where to look the next time this happens, which I hope never will. And that's my story and I'm sticking to it.
1: Well, first of all, let me tell you that... I have a strange feeling that there is a hot water heater conspiracy going on here. Because right after you told me that you were having problems with it, I went to leave yesterday from my condo and noticed there was water coming out of my upstairs neighbor's utility room, which is like upstairs in in the garage. There was water trickling out. Now, I saw that yesterday. I, I thought that it was like maybe snow that had fallen off my car and was just like trickling down. But I opened the door and there was actually water on the floor. So I quick called her. She was in Chicago. I quick called her and she got a hold of um, HVAC guy. And my fella just happened to be over and we, and he looked at it and he said, yeah, that's, I, I think the hot water heater's toast. There was all kinds of water in there. She went ahead and called an HVAC came over. He was able to stop the leak and I mopped up the water. But now come on, like how do you so many decide to like put together and go wacky at the same
0: time? Yes, I don't get that because but you know, Fran, I have talked about the hot water heater on previous episodes because whenever I come home. <laughs> From a vacation, you know, because I drain my water and then I turn off, I unplug the hot water heater so it doesn't burn up since there's no water in it, which makes sense. That does make sense to me. Right. But every time I come home, there is an issue. Either I can't get the reset button to start or I didn't push it hard enough or it was this thing or that. But I never, ever thought that the breaker switch had tripped. That, you know, that would never have entered my mind, right. which it did not. So now I know there's another step to check.
1: Right. But like you said, um, you know, it's it's always something. And to back up to one of the first things you said in that story, I started laughing. Uh, I tried to control my laughter. When you said it was showing communication failure, but what our listeners don't understand is when we're recording these episodes, there's a lot of times that we have communication failure.
0: Yes, there is. Maybe that could be our next episode. Communication failures. Communication (laughs) failures. Which I had one yesterday.
1: Oh, man. Well, you know what, Cher? At at least we're small now when it's something that is beyond our expertise. And you know what? You just call somebody.
0: Right. Yes, because like I said, I am no mechanical genius. I'm the first to admit it. I did everything on the list the guys told me to do. But no one ever mentioned check the breaker for Uh, tripping of the hot water heater.
1: But one, one thing I have learned is I don't care what thing is going screwy in your house. Check the breaker box.
0: That is a good lesson. Check the breaker box.
1: So let's, uh, I'm going to catch the readers up on, uh, on what I was doing the last few weeks. I was in Arizona Uh, with Sherry. Uh, Well, I wasn't with her, but we were in Arizona at the same time. It was warm. It was wonderful. I surprised myself uh, in the first six days between the golf tournament and hiking. I did almost 58 miles. Yes. I said that's 58 miles in the first six days. Now, we were there for 12 days, so I have no idea what our total was over the 12 days. I got to see and hear my coyote friends, Uh, a javelina friend made his presence known while we were walking one day. There were lots of hot air balloons. It was lots of good food and new friends we had connections with from both Southwest Michigan and Northeast Pennsylvania where I lived for a while. Um, During the tournament, we stayed at a beautiful resort in Scottsdale. Actually met up with friends of ours there. Um, then we got a six-mile hike in. I love to hike. It's not something I did a lot in Pennsylvania, uh, just because it's a different terrain. But in Arizona, I I love to hike out there. the The views and the scenery never cease to thrill me. And normally we would have done more hiking, uh, but our time was limited this time. And meanwhile, back in Southwest Michigan. They endured three separate snowstorms um, while we were gone. So yeah, Cher, come on, spring.
0: Absolutely, I'm looking forward to the first spring flowers coming out. That's always so exciting because there's hope for warm weather.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: <coughs> yeah. Uh, well, tell me what. So, what other than Arizona? What are you up to?
0: Well. In Arizona, we went from visiting with you, we went north to Sedona, and we did a pink Jeep excursion. Now, Reenie, my sister-in-law, thought we got a little easier excursion than what we actually ended up on, but I have a cute story because you are a hiker, and I am not. And the Jeep excursion, we had to get out of the pink Jeep And we walked up to the summit to see all the red rock formations. Well, the night before our excursion, it snowed. And so everything was melting, which meant that the red rock was now red, muddy clay. And the the stones that we had to walk over were icy. And I had a very nice lesson. And I'll tell you what that is. So we get out and we start up the summit. And like I said, I'm not a hiker, but I'll go along with the crowd. And we're not there yet. And all of a sudden, I became afraid because a couple years ago in the winter, I fell on the ice twice and I pulled or I tore two hip muscles. And let me tell you, muscles take a long time to heal. And with the ice and the snow and the mud, all I could think of was, I do not want to fall again. So we're not quite there. And I decide I've gone far enough. And the guide turned to me and he said, It's not much further. I will help you. And I said, Okay. And I guess the moral of the story is when you are close to your goal, don't stop. There will be help along the way. I made it up to the summit. I saw all the beautiful red rock formations, and it was glorious. So just keep moving forward. Well,
1: sure. I mean, your fear in that situation uh, was very understandable. I've been to Sedona about four or five times now. I've done the Jeeps twice in much better weather, but it can get a little intense. Some of the trails, some of the tours they take you on... Ours was called the Broken Arrow, which was, it was extreme. And some of them are not for the faint hearted, but who had the additional, you know, element of the ice and snow. And I have been out there hiking and ran into um, ice and snow and it's not fun.
0: No, it's not fun. And I didn't have on hiking boots. I had on tennis shoes, which on icy stones can be very slippery. But I did not fall and I made it up to the summit, like I said, and it turned out to be an absolutely spectacular view. And I accomplished a goal.
1: And you put your trust in someone else and it all worked out.
0: Yes, it did. I, I was very happy that I made it. Except there was a young well, this was this was funny. There was a young couple with children and Reedy and I kept apologizing for taking so long. <laughs> we're sorry. Oh. <laughs> and they were oh. so sweet
1: and patient with us. Oh, gosh. Well, you know what? We should never have to, you know, especially if it's something that you're not accustomed to doing and it is, the scenery is spectacular in Sedona. And I'm just so glad that you stuck it out and, and you did get to see some of the scenery.
0: We want to thank our executive producer for her continued expert advice and critiques of our podcast. Many thanks to Park North studios for mixing our audio. And of course, We want to thank you, our listeners, for tuning in and listening each week. Fran, we have some comments to read this week. And the first one's from Rhonda. And Rhonda commented about our Quiet Moose episode, where we talked about our moms and how they belong to, uh, my mom was in a variety club, your mother was in a church club. And this is what Rhonda writes. Thanks for another great Modern Widow podcast. You ladies never disappoint. My mom was in a birthday club with about 12 ladies from the surrounding neighborhoods when I was growing up. Listening to the podcast brought me back to remembering those years and the ladies who were more like family than just mom's friends. We lived in a rural area, so it was hard to just meet for coffee. So they met for birthday celebrations, and as life went on, showers, weddings, and funerals, I also have to say I am always so impressed on how the music at the end always ties in with your topic. I look forward to hearing each new episode and the creative and interesting topics that you talk about. Rhonda from LaPierre, Michigan. And Rhonda, thank you so much. You know, the memory of my mom and variety club and the memory of Fran's mom and church and now you bring up a birthday club, it just brings back such good feelings. Doesn't it, Fran?
1: It warms my heart so much when we talk about on our uh, podcasts. I am so happy that it brings back memories
0: uh, for, uh, Abby memories, uh, for our listeners. I agree. If you would like to write a comment, our email address is modern.whittle.podcast at gmail.com. Again, modern.whittle.podcast at gmail.com. And follow us on Instagram, Modern Whittle Podcast. You can listen to our podcast on the following apps. Anchor, Spotify, Breakers, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast. I'm Sherry.
1: And I'm Fran. And we're going to be taking a short break for a few weeks. And when we return, we're planning something very different and fun uh, when when we come back. Why don't you tell the listeners about it?
0: Sure. Fran and I are going on the road this spring to celebrate the great state of Michigan. We are starting in the southwest corner, and we will crisscross our state and end our trip in Paradise, Michigan, in the Upper Peninsula. Now, obviously, we can't hit every special spot in Michigan, but we want everyone to have a taste of what our wonderful state is like. I hope all of our listeners will join us on our journey as we travel throughout our great state of Michigan.
1: And along the way, we hope you learn a little bit about our wonderful state. This week's quote is by an unknown author, but it's a very good one. Life has no mouth. Get up and change it yourself. See everybody in a few weeks.
0: Bye-bye. Happy training.
1: Until we meet again, happy
0: trails to you, keep smiling until then. Who cares about the clouds if we're See